0: Nights, they're the worst when your mind won't stop racing. Your thoughts, which were once your own, seem to take you over. And it's not just thoughts at that point. It becomes anxiety and fear, and the darkness of night amplifies those feelings. You've tried a million times to turn them off, to shut the loop down, but nothing seems to work. You might have even tried meditating on scripture for a couple of days, And still, nothing. Today, I'll share why what you're wanting, like the racing thoughts to stop, sleep to come, getting through the day better, or building a relationship with God, seems to elude you in grief. And more importantly, I'll talk about how to turn that ship around and point it towards progress. Hey, friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you wanna be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggle to breathe, question God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness, and He turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to feel welcomed and, more importantly, heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Malaysia, our spotlight country. In the U.S., if you listened to the last episode this week, Illinois has the most downloads. Welcome, Illinois. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 60 countries. This tells me that grief is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome. If you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background or more information, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. You'll see the book, Dying to be Healed, that I wrote about her faith journey. See, the last six months of her life were unbelievable, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief, about processing your life on a daily basis, and how to grow your faith. So, if you're just starting your journey, please know life is gonna change. It will not always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. Now, that's not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you never will, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. In the last episode, I told you that God created our brains to protect us from such trauma like your life-changing loss. And as it allows us to comprehend a little more and a little more, it'll make us feel like we're getting worse when in fact we are actually starting to process it. This makes it hard to feel like you're progressing, and it makes it especially hard to quiet your mind during grief. There are a million questions going through your mind right now from the why questions, why them, why now, why not me, to questions around the future of your children or financial issues or how you're going to make it through the next day, never mind build a life with an altered identity. You also have to process the fact that they aren't here as that fact remains the loudest in your mind. As a thinker, well, overthinker, it was my way of processing. I turned over every bit of everything from what Monica went through to my feelings of guilt because she hurt so bad and that I was still here to financial issues and the fear of the unknown. I thought I had to arrive at an answer for each one of those things before I could function, so I worked hard to figure it out. To add to my confused and lost existence, I put a timeline on when it should be over. I almost have to smile at that over part right now but I really needed it to stop. I went after God to understand, to scream, and to share my confusion. I went after him to help me figure out how to stop hurting and to actually care about living. What happened along the way was that my relationship with God grew, and even though I received few answers for my questions, I did receive a peace and a strength to get through each day. I also received an understanding that getting quiet was more important than figuring things out. I realized, okay, it only took about a year or more, that God was not going to change my circumstances, but he was absolutely changing me. Our word of the week is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. God created us with a brilliant mind, And a sound mind is his desire for us. But how do you quiet your mind when you can't turn it off? You may have tried and tried to turn it off, but still you're up every night replaying everything. Especially at night when it's dark and the world is asleep. Your thoughts aren't what they are during the day. At night, it seems as if there's added anxiety and fear and so much unknown. You exhaust yourself at night to the point that the next day feels like no more than a continuation. In the last episode, I again mentioned that rewiring of your brain called neuroplasticity. And that is to say that there's a practical way to help you quiet that endless loop. It is not a one and done. And like grief, it'll take some time and some work, but it will help. If you want to change your outcomes, you have to change your habits. In grief, take that with a grain of salt It's still true. It's just harder, slower, and more complicated. We set our goals with our conscious mind, and we get goals with our subconscious mind. In my grief journey, I set goals on a daily basis of how going after God was supposed to take away the pain, of how after, I don't know, eight months, I should be functioning normally again. I was focused on outcomes that my habits were not supporting. Even trying to get healthy in grief, I set goals of walking and running, and my habits were more about finding comfort after a long day. To help you not do the same thing as I did, there are three things you need to do differently. Number one, lose the time-bound expectations. Now, it's fine to have expectations, but don't try to put a time frame on them. If we were talking about other life issues like, I don't know, career, business, or even health, time-bound is necessary. But in grief, you got to let it go. Grief is a marathon and not a sprint. Look for progress over time, not day-to-day. Two, in your prayer and devotion time, allow quiet for God to speak to you. If you're doing all the talking, It's called venting, (laughs) and though God can handle that, he wants a relationship with you, and that requires an exchange. Plus, how else are you going to get revelation, peace, and strength? Number three, have your habits line up with your goals in order to see progress. Don't intend to read your Bible. Read your Bible. Don't intend to pray. Act on it. Don't intend to go for a walk or do some kind of activity. Just go do it. None of these things have to be long. They don't have to be for like an hour, even 30 minutes while you're going through grief. Just do five minutes or 10 minutes. But the act of doing it today makes it easier to do tomorrow. This is how you form habits. And remember, your goals are achieved by your habits, not your intentions. And I want to reiterate something I said from the last episode. The legacy of your loved one's life will live through you and should never be a less than life. Your journey works or the work of your journey this week is the same as it was in the last episode. (laughs) It's nothing. Just breathe and remind yourself multiple times this week that your grief will take time that your brain's been affected, it's trying to protect you because God created our bodies to be amazing. Allow your poor brain and the rest of you to just be. And practice that quiet in prayer. Over time, it'll be a habit, and your nights can be for rest. And when you're sleeping, you are physically, emotionally, and spiritually healing. You are here today, and that tells me You are looking for help and support in your grief journey. It tells me that you're doing the work of grief, and I know that's not easy. If you're ready to take another brave step towards your healing, here are three resources. You can purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. I call it a workshop because I need you to understand there's work to be done. There are action steps towards your healing. If you're just starting your journey and you have no idea what to do, or if you feel stuck, this workshop will help guide and direct your steps. You're going to grow closer to God even when it's hard to pray. You'll work towards acceptance even if that word makes you angry right now. And you are going to know what to expect in your healing process. You can also join the private Facebook group so you can be a part of a group of faith-filled women who get it and encourage each other in a way that those in the world cannot see when you're a part of the group and you welcome a new member y'all that's taking action that's serving others it's getting out of your pain even for just a minute to support and encourage someone else and you can always visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com links to everything you need are in the show notes now in the meantime until we meet again remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone and keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch and keep taking steps, however small towards your healing. Thank you for being here today for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, Please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.